0: Play for free at luckylandslots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.
2: See website for details. Hello and welcome to the latest in the World Cup preview here on Celtic Down Under. Today, after the previous teams we've covered, we are covering Ecuador with myself, Laura, and joining me is Liam. How you doing, Liam?
1: Yeah, good. Uh, Interesting to take a wee dive into a team today that I know almost nothing about.
2: Well, there is one na- there is one name that springs to mind for me, and that's about as much as I am um, as I know about it as well. But um, we'll get into that. And you have a particularly interesting story we're talking about just before we went on to record, which mm. I'm looking forward to hearing a little bit more about as well. Um, so we will start obviously with ecuador um the last of the first group of uh, teams that we've been looking at um yeah. in the same group as obviously to recap netherlands qatar and senegal um they are the opposition in the curtain raiser uh making it not so much of a glamour tie you might say um but yeah. ask a few people in the know about south american football and there's maybe a little bit more to, to ecuador than you might first think isn't there
1: yeah, Ecuador are kind of like um if you want to make a European comparison, they're a bit like a bit like Belgium in the sense that, you know, maybe twenty years ago mm-hmm. they were they were a World Cup make weight. You know, they'd maybe be good for the second round and not much else. But then, you know, as time went on, Belgium improved and got to a point where they're now a genuine competitor for the tournament. Now Ecuador aren't at that stage yet, but in a South American context they've gone from being an also-ran to a consistent competitor in Copa America and they finished fourth in uh, South American qualifying mm-hmm. ahead of teams like Peru, Colombia, you know, the sort of mm-hmm. countries that you're you're used to almost always seeing at the World Cup.
2: Mm. Yeah, when when the teams ahead of them are Brazil, Argentina and Uruguay as it was in those top 3 spots, then then you'd see the the quality of opposition they're having to play against just to even get a chance to get into the tournament. I think it was something like, uh, it says here actually, seven wins, five draws and six defeats that earned them 26 points in that group. So not an insignificant Mm -hmm. amount of wins there for them to get there. I I think as a Eurocentric person, certainly I have a... I have a, maybe an unfair uh, impression in my head that it's relatively easy for the South American teams to to qualify, but it doesn't seem to be the case when you actually look into it a bit deeper.
1: No, no, absolutely not. I mean, um, like you say, when, when only the top four qualify automatically and you're in there with Argentina, Brazil and Uruguay, you're already thinking, all right, basically you've got about five or six possible teams fighting for one spot. Um, you know, and then obviously... Peru had the, the opportunity to qualify via the Continental Playoff, but they were then beaten by Australia. So mm-hmm. um there is a potential for five South American teams to get there. But you know, it's it's not definitely not guaranteed. Um
2: yeah. It certainly isn't guaranteed. Um you, you know I, I, it's difficult it's difficult to to judge them because you know I'm not a regular viewer of of, of South American World Cup qualifying I'm not sure how regular a viewer you are but mm. given given the kind of I think I think we talked Qatar up um, fairly well in their in a review of their national team um, it's not going to be an easy one for for Ecuador as their opening match I mean it never is when you're talking about the the Going up against the hosts in the opening day, is
1: it? No, I mean historically as well, the opening day is a is a is a game where this quote unquote smaller teams sometimes going to step up to the plate and do something special, you know. Thinking like Cameroon in 1990, uh, Senegal in 2002, you know, these are the kind of shocks that you can get on match day one.
2: Or right, um, the 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 one that always springs to mind for me is. Uh, to, to quote the kind of opposite of what you're saying there is South Africa were very much the underdogs at their own World Cup and, and the, those goals by Shabalala in the opening matches uh, are forever etched on my mind as kind of the, the, the South African World Cup in 2010 bursting onto the scene so who knows what we're going to see in that opening match
1: Yeah, yeah and you know Qatar will also have the, the same pressure that South Africa had because so, so Africa ultimately became the first host nation not to get beyond round one, mm. and uh, you know Qatar are being heavily touted as potentially that as well. So beating Ecuador is going to be key to them avoiding that fate. Um, but as we're about to get into, Ecuador there will be no pushovers.
2: There will be no pushovers now. Before we came on we were obviously talking about Moisés Caicedo who's who's the kind of star name for 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 Ecuador and mm. we will get into him in a little uh, in a little bit but you were talking about um, potential unrest uh, some um controversy if you want to put it that way that, that dogged Ecuador in the lead up to this World Cup I wasn't aware of it whatsoever what what exactly was going on there
1: Right well basically what happened was there was a there was a controversy where... Actually, going back to something we talked about previously in our Qatar Mm -hmm. episode, the idea of um, citizenship versus country of birth. Mm -hmm. Um, During the qualifiers, um, Ecuador fielded a player who was born in Colombia, but has lived in Ecuador from a very young age and is an Ecuadorian citizen. Um, However, his... His country of origin, if you like, didn't come to light until after the qualifiers. So the two teams immediately behind Ecuador in the playoffs, namely Peru and Colombia, both lodged a formal complaints with you FIFA demanding that Ecuador be kicked out of the tournament mm-hmm. um, because in their what in their eyes they feel as an, an 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 ineligible player. Now, that was kicked out by FIFA. FIFA upheld the fact that this guy is an Ecuadorian by everything except birth, mm-hmm. which as we discussed last week, if, if a country grants you citizenship, then you're qualified to play for that country under FIFA rules. That's yeah. that, unless, you, unless you've already played for somebody else, right? Um, now, where it gets complicated is that the, um, the respective FAs, Peru and Colombia, have now taken this to the Court of Arbitration for Sport. Mm-hmm. And as we discuss this, it is now uh, early evening on November 4th in uh, Japan, uh, early morning for you, <laughs> and the case is due to go before the court uh, later today, South American time. Okay. So we may well <laughs> record this and then find out tomorrow that they've been kicked out of the tournament, but I don't think that's going to happen. Because even if the Court of Arbitration for Sport ruled against them, uh, they would appeal that and the appeal would last longer than the tournament. So, yeah. Um, and FIFA's stance is always that teams are not kicked out until full investigations are completed, mm-hmm. um, unless there's an allegation of criminality. But there is no allegation of criminality here. It's purely about registration. So.
2: I'm I'm unaware of any criminality associated with this World Cup whatsoever. But the less said <laughs> about that, the better. <laughs> um, it's it's not just the the issues that you've talked about that that have dogged um, Ecuador in the run up to the World Cup either. I mean, their 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 management situation has been pretty volatile as well. Um, they had um, let me just see if I can find Hernan Gomez was the manager. Um, mm up until uh, a pretty disappointing run at the 2019 World Cup, after which he was relieved of his duties, um, at which point Jordi Silico took over for five friendlies in the autumn. And then a strange thing happened. Uh, Son of the great Johan Cruyff, Jordi Cruyff, took charge of the team, um, but then left in July of 2020, Having not taken charge of a single match, obviously because of COVID. So yeah. uh, I mean, it, it's an interesting one. I, I don't, I don't know. Did Sam Allardyce ever take charge of England? That's the only other manager I can think who might have been manager without ever taking charge of a single match. But anyway, they are a bit more, um, a, a bit more stable now with uh, Argentine Gustavo Alvaro taking the taking the reins. Um, and mm. it's, it remains to be seen. Exactly what they what they offer going into the tournament. Do you think do you think that kind of upset, even though it is a little bit um a little bit of a while ago now, is that likely to affect them in any way? Do you think going into this tournament?
1: Um, to be honest, probably not, because I think that that upset, like you say, it dates back to twenty twenty
2: mm.
1: when their qualification for the World Cup was still very much up in the air, and since then the team have got their head down and got the job done so clearly this coach is taking them in the right direction mm. what would worry me though if i were ecuadorian is that if they go to this world cup and then don't get beyond round one which let's face it they are the rank outsiders to do so from this yeah. group um that you might have uh just the reflex of sacking the manager because we didn't get through round one yeah and that would be a shame because what this coach is doing with Ecuador at the moment is pretty special. So he should not be judged on a World Cup where they are in as as tough a group as could be. Um, you know, the Asian champions, the African champions, and one of the tournament favourites, all in the mm-hmm. same group with them. You know, it really is. It's 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 a it's a tough group for them. Um, I mean, ordinarily you wouldn't fear facing Qatar, but facing Qatar in their own country um with their own fans when you know that this is a tournament they've spent decades preparing for um it's going to be uh, it's going to be a hard task for them to get anything out of that first game. And the problem is with, as we said before, World Cup groups being what they are, if Ecuador don't take at least a point from that first game, mm-hmm. they then go into the second game saying, oh no, lose this and we're out. You know? yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's a tough one. It's definitely it, a tough one. It,
2: before we go on to talk about the individuals that might have an impact, I'm just looking through some of the results here. I mean, they... They're not. Um, they're not exactly pushovers, like we've said already. They 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 beat uh, Uruguay four two at home. They went away to Bolivia, which we all know is a difficult place to go because of altitude, if nothing else, um, mm. uh, and got a three two win there, and then had a six one trouncing of Colombia, um, which was Colombia's heaviest defeat since nineteen seventy seven, according to the records that I'm looking at there. Um, you know, I. A team that a a team that you might on on the on the surface think are going to definitely be also runs here, but they're not without pedigree when you look at results like that.
1: No, and um, you know more recently I saw them play out a goalless draw with Japan, mm-hmm. but it was that game was played I believe in Germany, so Japan's team had pretty much all of their European stars, including you know a couple from Celtic. Mm-hmm. Um, And Ecuador were probably the better team in that game. Um, Mm -hmm. It could have gone either way, but Ecuador looked good. They definitely looked better than I was expecting of them because I hadn't seen them get into that game. And uh, Japan didn't play badly, but Ecuador played very well and matched them. And if they can match a team like Japan, then you would then say, well, surely then they've got a good chance of matching the likes of Qatar and Senegal, Mm -hmm. Um, if not Holland, you know
2: yeah I mean the they've got pet degree at the world Cup we all know that it took a david Beckham free kick uh, at, i think it was france 98 to to knock them out in the round of 16 um, but you're talking about you know over 20 years ago now where where that happened so you know how much um how much bearing that has on current days is, is remains to be seen but uh, speaking of present day um The name that's on everybody's lips from an Ecuadorian point of view is Moises Caicedo, Um, plays for uh, Brighton and Hove Albion at the moment, made his um, debut for his national team back in 2020. Still relatively young, um, so obviously his first taste of a tournament of this scope on the national stage. Mm. Um, I've liked what I've seen of him. How much of an impact do you think he can have or do you think he will be asked to do a role that means that he can't have that much of an offensive impact in these games?
1: Well, it really depends on what the players in front of him are able to accomplish. Because if you if you watch the way he plays for Brighton, um, he's very much like, the, for want of a, a better phrase, the box-to-box midfielder. Mm-hmm. One minute he's on the edge of his own penalty area. Next minute he's taking a shot from the opposite penalty area. Mm-hmm. Um, but with with a team like Ecuador, who are going to come under pressure in all three of their games, you're probably going to see a lot more of the defensive side of him than the attacking side. I think so. Yep. It's going to fall to the players in front of him to actually probably make the um, you know make the chances happen. I I would use the comparison for our for our Scottish listeners. I would use the comparison of Think about how Callum McGregor plays for Celtic and how he plays for Scotland.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Right, he is deployed in a bit of a freer role when he plays for Scotland, which is why you see him getting goals for Scotland more often. Yeah. Whereas at Celtic, he is the anchor man that allows the more creative players in front of him to do the, the kind of the flair stuff. So I think it will be the same with with uh, with this guy in the Ecuador midfield. I think he's going to be sitting a bit deeper than, than you might see him at Brighton.
2: It'll be interesting to see, that's for sure. I mean, um, I don't know about you, Liam, but I think we've done well enough, filling 15 minutes with with our knowledge of Ecuador. Um, I, <laughs> I would think just we-
1: add, there's one more player I would say you should look out for. Go for it. Um, every, every, every team has a kind of cult hero, right? Not necessarily the best player on the team, but the one that all the fans love.
2: Okay. And
1: there's there's a guy who plays for Ecuador called Angel Mena. Okay. And he is a 34-year-old winger, um, plays for uh, Club Leon in uh, Mexico. And he is one of those guys who, again, to make a Celtic comparison, a bit like Joe Hart in the sense that he's an old head who everybody in the dressing room looks up to Mm. and who leads by example on the pitch. Um, But he may be reduced to a bit part player, in the tournament, because because of his age and because of the the conditions that there's going to be in Qatar. But then again, if anybody's equipped to handle the heat and humidity, it's probably Ecuadorians. So, um, uh, yeah, he, you know, uh, he is one to look out for. Are we, you know, not a star player, but uh, Angel Mena, one to watch.
2: The, these wee nuggets are, are what what we're here for. Uh, just so that hopefully, when 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 he does do something of note. Uh, during those three group games, we can turn around and say, or or Liam can turn around and say at least that he he knew better. So uh, <laughs> it'll, it'll, it'll be interesting to be seen. We'll close, we'll close this particular review out the way we always do, Liam. Um, mm-hmm. Bearing in mind everything you've said about the rest of the group, what are Ecuador's chances here of getting... I, I mean, I presume you don't think they're going to are going to threaten the trophy in any way, but how do you think they're going to get on in terms of maybe getting out of the group?
1: Uh, Realistically, I don't think they will. It's a shame because they're a decent team, but I just think they're up against the hosts who are going to be under a great deal of pressure to get at least out of the group. Mm -hmm. They're up against, in my opinion, one of the best teams at the tournament in the Netherlands, and Senegal, who on their day can give anybody a game yeah so really people people were saying qatar were the ones that would finish bottom of this group but based on what we talked about before and the further reading that i've done into the situation in qatar i i really don't think that will happen i think ecuador are going to be the not the whipping boys of the group because they're going to be competitive but I, i could easily see them losing all three games unfortunately
2: I could I could see actually the other three teams in the group really th- those three places being up for grabs between the three of them because we all know Netherlands um you never know which version of them is going to turn up Qatar are going to have that extra impetus like you said and um and Senegal have that magic touch of somebody like Sadio Mane that that is definitely going to you know potentially throw a spanner in the works for any of the opposition on on their day so. Um, it'll be an interesting group to watch, that's for sure. Um, and with yeah. that said, um, that's that's Group A covered for you. Um, we will move on to Group B and the rest of the um, World Cup teams in the run up to Qatar 2022 here on Celtic Down Under. Liam, thank you very much for joining me for this one, and I'll see you thank for you. the next one.
1: See you then. Sports Social Podcast Network